other paths to on the way to modern humans. Those who are suspicious of the Eve theory that modern humans arose in Africa sometime after 200,000 years ago and replaced all the other human groups around the world. Look chiefly to the fossil record and also to the art artifactual record. The Eve theory suggests that there would have to have been a considerable anatomical difference once thoroughly modern humans marched into Peking, Peking, and somehow by Thursday or Friday got rid of all the Homo erectus types who had been hanging around there for nearly two million years. There should be, in other words, a very noticeable discontinuity in the anatomy of the Homo fossils before and after the replacement. Not only that, but you might expect to see some evidence of a different, if not superior, technology. The chief protagonists of this multi-regional theory are Alan Thorne of the Australian National University and Milford H. Wolpoff of the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor. They represent what is a distinctly minority view of all this, but the issues they raise are not to be ignored. They point out, for instance, the anomaly of Chinese teeth, in particular the maxillary incisors, otherwise known as the canines. Among most, but not all, Chinese people, they are shoveled, meaning that their internal edges curl inward. This is true of the version of Homo erectus in those parts as well as of the modern Chinese. And to complicate matters, some Mediterranean populations that whatever brought about this unique tooth shape should have done the same thing to a new, invading, and a non-interbreeding population is hard to understand. Looking at other Asian anatomical characteristics, particularly those of the skull, Thorne and Wolpoff conclude that there is a smooth transformation of the ancient populations into the living people of East Asia. And they add, the Americas. They see a similar continuity between the invading Cro-Magnon people of Europe and the Neanderthals. For example, they point out that genetically the earlier Neanderthals were more distant from the later arriving anatomically modern humans than were the later Neanderthals. This is, of course, the opposite direction matter should go 
if the two populations were separate. They would become increasingly distinct, not less distinct. While the matter is contentious, as are so many topics in this field, it is not a question of total and irreconcilable polarization in which geneticists and their anthropological adherents simply won't speak to the multi-regionalists and their genetical adherents. Efforts to reconcile these different views apparently occur from time to time and, as often is the case in science, it may all come out in the wash. It is safe to assume that the ultimate picture will be far more complex than anything that has been presented so far, a long and convoluted series of happenstances, happenstances chance meetings, genetic drift, and unpredictable contingencies. Even more certainly, the migration was not a one-time excursion but the result of numerous forays out of Africa and into various other parts of the world, many of which probably failed. These excursions almost surely created the occasional genetic bottleneck in which one person became the founder of local and maybe even regional populations, at least for a time, it even theoretically possible that inbreeding between archaic folk and modern humans could have produced viable hybrids that took on the characteristics of the moderns and left no genetic traces of the archaic. As has been pointed out, modern humans will copulate with virtually anything, even barrel cacti, cacti, so one can assume that nothing with two legs would have been out of bounds. And this could have happened repeatedly over time in what is called a diffusion wave, involving small, random movements. In such cases, would it have been modern males or females who did the, the inbreeding? All this po these possibilities would make for a far more complicated population history than might appear in the genetic record. More artifacts, more human remains, more refinements of genetic analysis will all contribute to a finer grain picture sometime in the future. In the meantime, we have at least met seven more versions of individual women of prehistory to add to Isla and the Venus of Willendorf, and perhaps more important, we have reached the point where one must ask, what exactly is meant by an anatomically modern human? <laughs>